It's Monday, January 22nd, and this is Brian with The Morning News. Give us five minutes and we'll give you the headlines you need to know to be in the know. The U.S., Egypt, and Qatar are pushing Israel and Hamas to join a phased diplomatic process that would start with the release of hostages and eventually lead to a withdrawal of Israeli forces and an end to the war in Gaza. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu said on Sunday that he rejected Hamas's demands because they included an end to the war. If we agree to this, then our warriors fell in vain. If we agree to this, we won't be able to ensure the security of our citizens, Netanyahu said in a statement Sunday. But people briefed on the talks said Israel and Hamas at least were again willing to engage in discussions after weeks of stalled talks following the end of the last ceasefire on November 30th. Negotiations were set to continue in Cairo in coming days. According to people familiar with the negotiations, the two parties' willingness to discuss the framework was a positive step. Mediators are now working to bridge the gaps. In other news, the U.S. military said on Sunday that it has ended its search for two Navy SEALs who were lost at sea during an operation that seized Iranian-made missile parts bound for Houthi rebels in Yemen. The U.S. Central Command said in a statement that the military had declared the two SEALs deceased and was now conducting recovery operations following a 10-day exhaustive search. We mourn the loss of our two naval special warfare warriors, and we will forever honor their sacrifice and example, said General Michael Eric Carilla, commander of the U.S. Central Command. Japan and Spain aided in the search, which covered more than 21,000 square miles, the U.S. military said. The Houthis' attacks have prompted the rerouting of global shipping and caused major oil companies to pull back from sending cargoes through the Red Sea via the Suez Canal, a route that normally accounts for around 12% of global seaborne trade. In world news, Ukraine hit a Russian fuel terminal on the Baltic Sea, one of its longest-range strikes yet in a growing effort to damage Russia's war economy. The security service of Ukraine hit the Ust-Luga complex near St. Petersburg on Sunday with drones, triggering a large-scale fire, Ukrainian officials said. The attack will cause economic losses and damage logistics for fuel supplies to the Russian military. Russian officials said the fire service was tackling the blaze, which forced the evacuation of the plant without giving a cause for the blast. Ukraine has stepped up strikes on facilities that supply Russia's military as it seeks to hold back fresh Russian offensives aimed at seizing more than the nearly 20% of Ukrainian territory that Moscow's forces currently hold. Back in the U.S., Ron DeSantis ended his presidential bid, a crushing defeat for a figure who once represented the strongest hope for Republicans wanting to move past Donald Trump. The Florida governor withdrew on Sunday and endorsed Trump, two days before New Hampshire voters were poised to hand Trump another primary win. Now the race is down to Trump and Nikki Haley, the former South Carolina governor, who has been the closest competitor in New Hampshire, even though the former president remains dominant in polls there and the states to follow on the primary calendar. I am suspending my campaign, DeSantis said in a video posted on social media. It's clear to me that a majority of Republican primary voters want to give Donald Trump another chance. And Indian Prime Minister Narendra Modi on Monday opened a controversial Hindu temple built on the ruins of a historic mosque in the northern city of Ayodhya, 
in a political triumph for the populist leader who is seeking to transform the country from a secular democracy into a Hindu state. The temple is dedicated to Hinduism's Lord Ram and fulfills a long-standing demand by millions of Hindus who worship the reverend deity and extol him for the virtues of truth, sacrifice, and ethical governance. Modi's party and other Hindu nationalist groups who seized on the demand have portrayed the temple as central to their vision of reclaiming Hindu pride, which they say was suppressed by centuries of Mughal rule and British colonialism. Now you know, and you're ready to go with the morning news. Share this with a friend and subscribe to us wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter at themorningnews.com. Thank you for listening.